We will start the session now. Firstly, I will briefly introduce our speaker. Renank is a machine learning PhD student at the University of Oxford in the Department of Stats and is affiliated with FHI. And his talk will be about finding a home within the AI alignment community. Um, first, there will be the talk, and then in the end, there will be a Q&A session. So if you have a question during the talk, maybe make a note, and then in the end, we will uh, have an interactive Q&A uh, opportunity. Hello, everyone. Um, yeah, first thing I'd like to say is it's a really, really warm welcome to, to everyone here. It's really wonderful to see so many of you, you know, wanting to contribute towards the development of like safe and secure AI that sort of goes well for humanity. I, I changed the title a little bit. It was originally how can you contribute, but I kind of prefer finding this framing of like finding a home in this community. And if you want, there is a home here for you. Um, yeah, and I also just really hope you're, you're finding EAG you know, like a warm, nourishing, enriching experience. Um, cool. So if this is all you wanted to hear about, you're in the right place. So who, who's, this talk, who's this talk for? Well, if you're somebody who like, wants to contribute to, like, broadly speaking, broadly construed, want like, AI, AI to go well, um, but you aren't quite sure how, and you know, you hear a lot of people talking about like safety research or these like technical people, and like, hmm, maybe that's not quite my thing. This is the talk for you. We will be talking about like safety research and technical research, but we'll be talking about lots of different things. Um, in short, we're going to talk about different ways that you could con contribute and some suggestions to how you might test your fit for them. Uh, and all, all in service of helping you find your home in this community, one that works for you and, and helps you contribute to this field the best you can, if you want to do that. Um, and yeah, all that sounds good. Again, you're in the right place. Um, but first, I'd just like to say that, you know, I think EAG, it can be really like wonderful, like lovely experience, really, really great, really, really enriching. But like difficult things can come up, like imposter syndrome, stress, stuff like this. Um, so I have, well, a reminder is this, this conference, this talk, this experience is for you, for you to get the most value from. It's really, it's really for you. So, you know, I'll give you just a moment or two, a minute or so to just check in as an invitation, you know, like what actually feels like helpful for you right now? Um, you know, maybe coming to this talk is, is really, really helpful, really, really great. But, you know, maybe you're really tired, didn't sleep so well. Like, maybe you want to have, go and have a nap, or maybe you want to go have a coffee and stuff like this. And, you know, don't worry, I won't, I won't take it personally. Um, but just really emphasize, like, what are we doing here? It's so much helpful for you. Um, so I'll give you, like, a, a minute or two of silence. And if you choose to send this talk, it'd be really wonderful to see as many of your faces as possible. So it'd be really nice if people could come all the way from the back, all the way to the front. So I can see you and you can see me. Uh, if that sounds good. And if you want to stay at the back, also completely fine. So I'm just going to give you two minutes. <laughs> and we'll see how many people just get out of this room. <laughs>
Okay. It was nice to see someone did leave, actually. That's really great. I already endorsed this decision. Um, so what I'm going to talk about now is very briefly, like, my why might we want to work on, like, helping AI go well in the first place? Might this be a good idea? Um, and I'm just going to give some, like, very quick quick overviews and generally the talk is is here is like a very brief overview of like lots of different things um, and suggestions for, for future reading and you can find the slides uh, by like scanning the QR code at the bottom if you'd like um, and here are some places to look um, but I don't know I don't know like how many you're on, on Twitter um, but on, on Twitter like people are kind of going crazy about this like AI art generator um, called stable diffusion uh, and basically, this thing is 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 pretty it's pretty crazy. You you put in a description of of what image you might want out, uh, and it can come up with some like pretty impressive impressive looking art. Um, and the difference is that this technology is now very like accessible out there. Uh, like anyone anyone can use this. And like putting questions of like existential risk aside for now. Um, even technology like this, which is happening today, it's happening right now, it's powerful and it's going to affect our society. You know, stable diffusion, the name of this technology, can be used to generate harmful, toxic, hateful images that, that could really cause suffering. You know, it can put artists out of jobs. It's, it's changing society and really it's, it's happening like, like right now, right now. Uh, we, we know already that sort of DeepMind developed AlphaFold 2, like massive breakthroughs on, on protein folding. Um, you know, GitHub, uh, I don't know how many people you'd like know like software, but like really big, you know, like tool for like software development. With OpenAI developed this like GitHub Copilot. Uh, and this Copilot basically like helps programmers program and it really can really help with all like the boring tasks you need to do as a programmer. And again, this is happening right now. And they ran the study and they said 60 to 75% of developers feel more fulfilled with their job. They feel less frustrated when coding and can focus on more satisfying work when using its Copilot tool. They say it, it helps developers preserve mental effort during repetitive tasks. Uh, that's about 90% of the people who did the study. And I'm sure the study is biased or whatever. But um, I think the claim I'm really trying to make here is this technology is powerful, it's here to stay, and you know, in some sense, the handoff, the use of this technology in our society, uh, it's, it's happening really, really right now. Um, it's happening right now, it's happening very fast, this, pro this progress is, is surprising to a lot of people, it's surprising to me. But there are a lot of problems here. You know, there's technical problems and, and, and the key question really is, is, is how how can we make sure, how can we help ensure that this thing, this technology that they're developing, which has been developed in these market conditions to make people money, how can it be used in a way that actually helps society, helps hum humanity, helps us flourish? And not just humanity, but, but the whole planet, the whole world. Um, really, it's very hard to, to specify what that might look like. What do we want our systems to do? What do we want machines to do? Uh, and it's also really hard to get these machines to do what we specify to do it in, in a safe way. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to go into that now, but these arguments are, are serious and severe enough that there is you know, some 
some people say their estimates, catastrophically bad outcomes for the future of our species, the future of our, uh, you know, our nature, our, our, our wildlife within, within the next 50 years. Um, so <laughs> I'm trying to convince you this might be, might be, might be some, something to, to work on, might be interesting. Uh, I, I don't know, do you feel, do you feel convinced that you want to talk more about this? Uh, you know, probably you're convinced because you came to this talk. <laughs> um, and if that sounds good, we can move on. So the, the question becomes, there, there are all these questions of, of our times. Um, and then how can we as people like find a home in this community? How can we find a place in this community that we can contribute that like works for us? Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go for a bunch of different options. Uh, and it's going to be by no means uh, an exhaustive list. By no means an exhaustive list. But maybe I'm just planting some seeds, giving you some ideas for where you can start looking and maybe a little bit of inspiration. Uh, and I'm going to focus a little bit like outside of research. And don't get me wrong, research is like, really, really important. But I think some people can be discouraged. Um, I'm not a researcher. I don't want to do research. Maybe there isn't a home here for me. Uh, and that is not the message. Uh, if you want to contribute to this field, there is a place here for you. Um, okay. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is, is generally like field building, um, getting more people working in this community, uh, you know, giving talks like this, speaking to people at like EA events, speaking to people at non-EA events, speaking to people so you can get more people in the area. Um, you can also like really help people skill up. How does one become, how does someone become a, a good researcher? Um, how does someone learn how to become a good researcher? How does someone learn how to become a good like, research engineer? How does someone learn how to be a good, good community builder, how to, how to build the field? And having resources here is, is really, really helpful. Uh, really, really helpful. And like the space here, there's, there's room for creativity here, if, if you would like. There really is room for creativity here. Um, you know, maybe getting additional compute resources for safety researchers would be really helpful. Um, maybe, maybe just speaking to, speaking to people, getting more, more funding. Um, something that I think is really helpful here is speaking to people and trying to understand as a community, as a field, What's really holding us back right now? Like, what do we need more of? Maybe we need more people who can, who can mentor. Maybe we need more compute resources. Um, maybe we need more resources to, to help people onboard and skill up. Um, and getting a, a clear understanding of that problem is pretty hard and it takes, takes some work, takes some skills. Uh, and then that information can be leveraged so that the community as a whole can really make some like, great progress. Uh, really great progress. Um, towards these problems uh, and building some more organizations uh, this this all fits into what I'd say is field building um, so what type of skills might you need um, to help with field building um, well having communication and people skills is really really important but I think more crucially maybe is is sort of like synthesizing information from all these different sources within the field and then like understanding what the key bottlenecks are um, and then communicating this to other people. Um, but of course, the, the, the specific skills you might need does depend a little bit on the, on the project you might do. Um, so one option I'd suggest if you wanted to test your fit for this type of thing is trying running a, like a small project locally. Maybe you can run a small reading group uh, you know, in your city, at your university, something like this. 
Uh, and that could get you just a little bit of a flavor. What is it like to speak to people about, about AI? What is it, what is it like? What, do, what are people needing in this space? Um, and here's just a link of some like, potential small projects you might, you might, like, to, you might like to try. Um, yeah, and here, here are some examples. This, uh, this post from my friend Charlie is really, really great. How to pursue, actually pursue a career in technical AI alignment, um, developing mentoring programs, running groups, discussion groups, things like this. Okay. So I was going to move on to, to safety research, but I will give people an opportunity if there's a question uh, at this point, uh, if you want to ask something. Um, absolutely. What's your name? Hi, Albert. What's your question? For capabilities research. So if I'm, I'm hearing you right, I think my friend Albert over here is, is saying that if we, if we skill people up, uh, maybe what we're just doing is we're people are being skilled up and then doing capabilities research, uh, and they're making their overall AI thing go faster, uh, and, and maybe we don't want that. Yeah, it sounds like a pretty tricky problem. Um, I think usually you can, you can get, get a sense, I think, when you speak to people, what, what are the motivations? Like, where is this, where is this coming from? You know? uh, and I think for some people, you know, like AI, AI research, safety research is, is really coming from this place. Like, we want things to, to go better for humanity. Uh, and, you know, trying to get a sense of, of that motivation. But I guess there are risks, and I think that's totally fair to mention. I don't know if that's a satisfactory answer, other than it's hard and I don't have that many good ideas. Um, cool. Thanks for your question, Albert. Okay. <laughs> On we go to like technical AI safety research. Um, and this is my background. So if you have questions about this, what it's like to do research, uh, I'm probably a pretty decent person to speak to about this stuff. Um, just so you know. And I guess what I'm saying here, as I'm sure you all know, is that there are some real, real like, like nitty-gritty, like technical, technical questions here, technical problems, that we hope have technical solutions that we can really work on. Um, just to give a flavor of types of questions that we might have, you might think, okay, how can we give AI systems the right objective? What is the right objective? What, this, what is this notion of humanity flourishing? What does that, what does that even mean? Um, then how can we make sure these systems, once you're given this objective, they're actually going to go out and do that in the real world in, in a good way? How might, how might things fail? What might could go wrong? What threat models and failing modes exist? And then this whole like AI deep learning thing, like how is it working? Do we, do we know? How do we expect it to behave in, in new situations? The thing I, I really want to emphasize about, about research, and I, I think it sometimes doesn't talk about that much, is that there are really a, a lot, a lot of different types of research you can do out there. Uh, and I'll give like a, a flavor of, of what the space could look like. So one, one real spectrum is like, okay, real like, like conceptual work, you know, you know like years, years in the future, what, what could failure look like? How could the, the keys to humanity's future be handed off to, to AI? And then, and then there's maybe more practical work. Uh, how can I train this, this thing, this, uh, this algorithm to like do a backflip, uh, not by telling it how to do a backflip, just by just by giving examples or giving examples from human feedback. 
And not only are there different types of research, but these types of research, they feel different. You might have a fit for one of them and not the other. And this is just one spectrum. You could do theoretical research, do lots and lots of like, like math. So you could do empirical research. You could run experiments, analyze those results, figure out what they mean for, for your project, figure out what they mean for humanity. Um, you could work on your own. You, know. you could also work in really big teams. Uh, you could be more on the science end of things. You know, you could be coming up with new hypotheses, ideas, insights, and showing that. Or you could be working on engineering. You know, and it's not. I'm not saying here one is better than the other, but this, but that the space here is is big. Um, and to repeat, there are a lot of different ways of doing research. Um, so, and I, and, I, and I hear this advice, and I think it's really great advice. The most important thing is to do research, is to go out there. What is it like to actually do research? What is it like to read papers, implement papers, re-implement papers, think about things, come up with ideas, discuss ideas, share those ideas? Um, but, and that's great advice, don't get me wrong, really, really great advice. But I think also in the back of our minds, keep in mind, okay, you know, maybe, maybe I didn't like this way of doing research. Maybe I was working on my own on this project. I was finding it really, really difficult. Um, maybe what would be really helpful for me right now is to work in a team of people. Uh, and this is still research, still very, very valuable. Um, you know, and maybe more concretely, maybe like one research experience of one type of research in one culture, in one lab, there's maybe not quite enough to say, no, research is not for me. Um, Something I, I also really want to emphasize about like fit for research or what might be needed to do to do good research is is really like finding joy, finding a deep sense of joy, fulfillment, excitement in this process. Uh, having curiosity, really like almost like admiring the beauty of like intellectual understanding this insights. And I think this is like especially important in, in research because you know I think research is like, like a notoriously hard environment to like learn. Uh, really, really hard. We're making decisions in this space where there's lots of uncertainty. Things are very murky. I don't know when my paper's going to get out. I don't know if people are going to find it useful, stuff like this. And if I'm not actually enjoying the process, if I'm not there with this like sense of like fun, enjoyment, excitement, it's pretty, it's pretty hard, hard to get through. Uh, you hear people as PhD students um, talking about this like, existential anxiety, this, this, this dread, it, it, it happens, it happens. Um, and then I think this means when you're trying to look, look for fit, uh, I think if, if we can somehow try and find our sense of, huh, like what's, what's exciting for me here? What's, what's really interesting for me here? What, what feels really like, 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 like juicy, exciting, I really want to follow this, this like intuition, I really recommend like following that and just seeing, seeing, seeing that where that takes you. Uh, it's very like open-ended. You don't know where it's going to go, but it's a very different way of looking at this whole thing than uh, I'm going to do exactly what like like a maximizing expected utility for me here. It's it's much more developing the sense of what's exciting for us and following our intuitions, and really this sense of sense of deep joy. Um, yeah, just emphasize also that um, you know engineering is super super helpful. Uh, I just sent this as a question at the back. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Could you speak loudly, please? Because I'm going to struggle to hear you.
Thanks for your question. What's your name? Raphael. Yeah. Cool. So Raphael asked this question. Uh, there's this maybe, I think this romantic idea in our society of the, the sole individual researcher working on their own, thinking really hard about this problem and coming up with a solution. But maybe this isn't sustainable for us as, as a field. Maybe it's not good for people. Maybe, maybe there isn't funding for this. Um, and I think I think there is very much in our society this like like romantic it's like a romantic idea of this like sole researcher doing the research on their own. But I think in reality, to be honest, I think usually research happens. Really good research happens in teams with a diversity of diversity of ideas. Um, I think it's sort of hard to say about like the funding landscape. Um, you know, <laughs> probably it's okay. I don't think I have any any good any good thoughts here. But I think I I think I want to emphasize here that. Like different people are different. You know, for some people, working on their own on a project, fantastic. Really, really great. They love the autonomy. They love the focus you can get here. And I know for other people, what's helpful for them is to work on a big team where there's lots of people and there's this big team effort, this collaboration. And really, we don't know where we fit on this spectrum. We, we don't know really un until we try. Um, so I just want to emphasize it's not like a, a one-size-fits-all approach, but really like sensing into what is right for us? What is the right way that we can contribute in this space? Um, yeah, I think there was another... another I, I hope that answered your question. Uh, and if you want to talk more about this, just uh, hit me up or something. Thanks. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, my, I don't know if you heard, but my, my friend here is saying there's there's lots of space and lots of room for individual research. So maybe maybe you two can uh, like have a one-on-one -on -one or something later today. Uh, you can see where each other are. Uh, yeah. So here are just some pointers about about resources, how you could like get into into research, like scaling up in research. Um, just things some things to check out if you're interested. Um, cool. Cool. And then there are a bunch of other types of research you could do, not like direct safety work uh, or not direct like uh, AI engineering work, but there's, again, key, challenging, like nitty-gritty technical questions around AI governance. Um, how can we shape, change, affect like the social and political environment in which AI is being developed such that AI actually goes well for humanity? Um, how can we mitigate risks from like really advanced AI systems uh, being usable by actors with with like you know who, who have like malicious intent? They want to like harm or something like this. Um, very roughly speaking, uh, I'd like sort of suggest scaling up and, and testing fit in this area in sort of a similar way that you'd sort of approach research more generally. Uh, and I realize I'd like to make myself a little more clear. I think like great ways of testing testing fit for research is, is, is trying out, really like doing research, trying out projects, trying out internships, you know, working with different people, keeping in mind research, there are many ways of doing research. Um, so that's all I'm gonna say about like, uh, like AI governance and, and policy research. Um, but I think approaching this in a similar way to general research makes, makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, and, and then there's a whole, there's a whole range of like, potential like policy careers. Um, so you know we have maybe we have researchers who are, are, are trying to think, okay, what's helpful here? What's helpful in society? What what policy could we change? 
And then there's the gap of like working out what good policy is and, and ensuring or increasing the chances of that policy like actually gets enacted in our environment, in, 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 our, in our like cultural systems. Um, and pretty, pretty difficult stuff, pretty difficult stuff. We need people who can sort of help through like adv advocacy, uh, through, through implementation. Um, and again, the sort of skills here, really like, uh, like having, a, having a good understanding of the policy, being able to talk to, to, to policy governance researchers, but then being able to synthesize, understand, and communicate this in ways that are effective and compelling for maybe, for maybe politicians or you know, people who are making political decisions. Um, and here are some resources um, you, could, you could check out if you'd like to. And another thing I'd like to highlight is sort of, okay, you know, we've got all these people working on like AI governance research, AI safety research, like all this different stuff, all these field builders. Uh, and maybe we can sort of help that ha happen better or faster or in a more enjoyable way. You know, and asking questions like, okay, in what environments, in what research environments, you know, do people thrive? You know, in what research environments do people, are people happy? Do they work effectively? Really, really useful because, you know, honest opinion as a PhD student, I don't think the research environment in, in, in most academic labs is, is, is that great, or I wouldn't really describe it as a place of people really like, thriving. Uh, and if we could change that, I think it would be incredibly, incredibly impactful. Better understanding how, like, progress happens in research. Um, how do researchers actually come up with new ideas? How, how do they read papers effectively? Uh, and can we help them do that? Can we somehow affect, improve, change the incentives in which people are working in, in academia or having institutions that offer different incentive structures that, that help researchers directly work on things that are maybe most beneficial for society or we think are most beneficial for society? Uh, and you could also imagine, you know, maybe, maybe something that you really like doing is you like speaking to people, you like helping people. You could just coach, you can coach people, you can really help people thrive. Uh, and this is like not secondary. This is really, really valuable stuff. You know, if we believe this problem is really, really important, this is like so valuable, so worthy, and like so welcome here. The skills, the skills here are again like very human, human, interpersonal centric. Communication, understanding someone, empathizing with someone, understanding the mind of a researcher, understanding the mind, and the culture in a lab, and how that impacts people. Um, you know, and some suggestions on how you might test fit here are, well, you know, what are your interactions like already? You know, do you like sort of supporting others, offering support to others? Do you like doing this in your own life? Do you like thinking about how to, you know, well, live a happier life or a more productive life or something like this? Do you enjoy tinkering, designing, playing around with different, different environments that you live in or, or that you work in? Yeah, and of course, operations roles are like relevant AI organizations. Also super, super, super valuable. Super important. Helping the functioning of these organizations is really important. This needs creativity, human skills, social skills, ingenuity, different ways of thinking. And what's an easy way of testing fit here? Well, you know, you could try just um, some sort of light operations roles, you know, maybe a local EA group, non-EA group, something like this. And here's, here's a link. Um, 
So here is like one really rough model of, 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 of the field. You know, you could say like progress towards, you know, safe, safe AI is like roughly, you know, maybe the people working directly on, on AI safety uh, or relevant stuff. And then times like how effective they are. And this space is big, you know. I put a bunch of different options here. You know, technical research, policy, field building, ops roles, like software engineering, coach, coaching and mentorship. This space is big. This space is really big. And this is by no means exhaustive. There's a lot here. Uh, and I think like having a, a little bit of a broader a broader picture might help us like approach this with a little bit more creativity, a little bit more out of the box thinking. There are a lot of ways we can contribute here. Um, okay, so I have a discussion exercise, um, and I'll give you about five minutes. And the prompts are in pairs. Hopefully, people find pairs. Uh, someone can also come and speak to me if they'd like. Um, and the question is also, like, any of this feel particularly exciting to you? Um, what are your key uncertainties? And, and what are ways you could get information here? Who are good people you could speak to? And I will give you four minutes. I changed my mind. Four minutes. What mindset do we have in this, in this space of trying to find our home in this community? Um, how, how are we doing this? Um, I would say a nice way of thinking is that, well, like the best way to get information about a role is to, well, you know, ask people who are in that role. Do not hesitate to ask people who are in that role or a highly similar role. And then try that for yourself. And I think this is useful because we can often have like inaccurate models of ourselves, react in unexpected ways. And and probably you heard this before, but I, I like confound this, you know, I just I just like caveat this with, you know. We're like complex people. There's lots of there's lots of confound. You know, maybe maybe I'm having a tough time in my life, uh, and that affects how research goes. Um, so it can take it can take a bit of time, and getting a bit more experience can be can be helpful here and stuff like this. Um, and you know, when you're hearing someone talk about how their role is, you know, people are different. There's interpersonal variability, and uh, maybe just keep that in the back of our minds. Um, I think one thing which is is really useful is what's our expectation here. How are, we, how are we looking at this, this whole process of making a decision about our careers or working out what to do? And having realistic expectations, and this is, this is hard. This is hard, this is very hard. It's going, it's going to be difficult, it's gonna be tricky. And I notice in myself, there's can be this mindset of, okay, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna gain information. I'm gonna gain as much information as I can right now. I'm gonna to speak to everyone I can at EAGX, get all this information, and then I'm just gonna make the right, correct, rational, you know, utility maximizing, whatever decision. Um, and then it gets really caught up on what is exactly the right decision right now. And maybe, maybe we can have a little bit less of this and maybe a little bit more of, okay, this whole process, I'm gaining skills, I'm gaining information, I'm learning how to navigate in this space, which is difficult. And that can sometimes help take the pressure off a little bit, which can be helpful. You know, asking ourselves questions of like, less of like, what is, what is the optimal thing for me to do right now? And maybe a bit more like, what is actually helpful for me right now? What would help me find this home? And maybe the answer to that is, huh, maybe I, I really want to look after my myself. Maybe I want to look after mental support. And I think that's just so, so, so okay. And you know, I really, I really encourage you to do that. Questions like, okay, what information would help me if I were to gain it? Um, 
in the future? And what are effective ways of getting that information? What's a really easy way I can get that information? And sometimes, and depending with some nuance, like shifting it, shifting a little away from the viewpoint about me and like my career and my research and my paper towards we're a community here. We're a bunch of people and like together we are trying to help like AI go well. So sure, maybe I spend a year doing research and it turns out my, my, my fit for research isn't that good and I'm like, oh, you know, I, I spent this year doing research and it, it didn't end up being useful. And I think like shifting that from, oh, this year wasn't useful to be like, hold on a second, that year, incredibly useful. Because for one, you've learned about yourself. You've learned about what it's like to do research. That information is invaluable for you in the future. It is invaluable to help others in the community so you can share your experiences. Um, and also shifting more to this mindset of staying responsive staying responsive to the situation, responsive to the information I gain about myself, responsive to what AI timelines might be. Uh, and I haven't spoken about that so much. Um, but then roughly speaking, it's uh, adopting a mindset of like, okay, my path to impact is not pick a straight line and go in that line. It's much more go, I go this way and I'm like, oh, this isn't quite right. I go this way and you know, I slowly adjust over time. And that means when I'm testing fit, I'm, I'm trying to do these sort of experiments, these things. But you want to do it in ways that sort of don't have that significant lock-in, not that significant commitment, and they really help you like stay responsive, stay adaptive, um, because adapting is important. It'll probably be necessary. Um, you know, it's uh, it's very different to test fit by by doing a PhD than it is by doing a uh, doing a, a series of research internships for a year. Um, very very different things. Um, and I think sometimes. You know, this mindset of like, is this good enough? Is this decision good enough? Am I good enough? Am I smart enough? You know, sometimes it's, it's helpful, but sometimes it really gets in the way. And I just ask, is it possible to, to let go of good enough, smart enough, while still wanting to like work, explore this space? Like holding, holding like a real aspiration, an aspiration like, I want to contribute here. We want to contribute here. This is an important problem. We will need help. And there will be ways for you to contribute to this space, big or small. You can contribute to this community, to the space. Like if you want to, there is a home here for you if you want that. And if you don't want that, that's also totally fine. Uh, I'm really not saying that you should work on this or you have to work on AI or anything like this. But if you feel motivated by the problem, you're not sure what to do. As I said, there is, there is really a, a home here for you. Um, here are some like other, other pointers. One thing I just want to emphasize is do not underestimate the value of like a good cold email. Uh, you know, reaching out to someone you don't know. Like as, as a PhD student, if someone sends me an email saying like, I'm interested in your work, it's such a joy. It's, it's, such, it's such a gift. I would like really appreciate that. And maybe holding that mindset can, can help you have a little bit of courage to, to reach out to you, you someone you wouldn't have otherwise with some help, maybe to collaborate on a project or something like this. Uh, and again, these, you can just check out these slides. I, you know, some of these resources are really good. Um, and we are coming to the end of the talk. Um, if you'd like to hear more, please email me. My email's at the bottom, or you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm more than happy to have a quick call, answer any questions. Uh, I'm holding office hours today from 2 to 3 p.m. I think it's on Newton. 
Uh, and I have a few more one-on-one -on -one slots uh, if, you would, if you would like that. Um, and I would like to close with one of my favorite poems, actually. Um, again, really sort of against the sense of like pressure, urgency, intensity you know, that, that these sort of decisions can, can, can bring in. And shifting more to this mindset of like this work we're doing here, it can be a gift which we are giving from our hearts. And I think it's a very different way of looking at, at this work. Uh, so I will read this out. Um, and today, like every other day, we wake up empty and frightened by the possibility of, you know, like serious existential risk from AI. Uh, you know, don't open the door to the study and begin reading. Take down the musical instrument. Let the beauty we love be what we do. You know, let the beauty we love be, be what we do. There are hundreds of ways to kneel and kiss the ground. And really like infusing, infusing our work, infusing our research with this deep sense of joy, this deep sense of like gift. We are doing this from this place of like love, really. Uh, and I think it's a very different way of looking at this and potentially like liberating, maybe a little bit radical. Um, so yeah, if you're feeling inspired, you want to give me some feedback or you want to chat, I really appreciate that. Uh, and yeah. The stuff's here. Uh, we have like, I think, three minutes left. So we can take some more questions if you like. Uh, and yeah, thanks so much for your attention. And yeah, wishing you a really w wonderful experience for the rest of your time here. Thanks so much, everyone. Cheers.